First things first, it's not our intention ever with our tune to make life more miserable for you than it already might be. So if you are going through a tough time at the moment, please don't listen to this one. Uh, It really isn't aimed at you. Uh, If anything, it's aimed at the rest of us who cope with life and we think is a life that may be sometimes pretty rough and pretty tough. And then you get a letter from Jenny Martin and you realize... Actually, we don't have anything to worry about at all. Uh, Jenny Martin is not the lady's name. I've changed it. I've changed all the names right the way through our tune, uh, simply because that's what she asked us to do. We have the original here. She was born, Jenny, in 1962, brought up in a small pit village, and doesn't really remember much of her childhood, but knows what happened. When she was a year and a half old, her brother Andrew, who was eight months at the time, died a cot death. Uh, This seems to have been the springboard for a lot of misery. Her mum, that is Jenny's mum, took it really badly and was taken into hospital for three months. And at that time, she was farmed out to live with her grandparents. She had a very happy childhood with them and was spoiled by them. Uh, The parents, that is Jenny's parents, found it very, very difficult and found the recovery period very difficult. But they always insisted that Jenny went home for birthdays and at Christmas. Then, when she was nine years old, Jenny's parents had a baby boy. They named him Andrew, same name that the boy they'd lost was called, and everybody was delighted. That is to say, everybody was delighted except for Jenny. She was nine years old. Uh, At first, she wouldn't even look at him, and looking back now, she can see she was jealous perfectly naturally. He was a beautiful-looking baby, very handsome. Uh, She found herself being used more and more to babysit at the weekends, and really didn't like the baby very much, but she had no choice and did it. But as time moved on, the bond between Jenny and Andrew went from strength to strength. The nine or ten years difference between the two of them made no difference at all. On holidays and weekends, she took him out in his pushchair while all the friends rode their bikes and played, but she got used to that. And by the time she was 16 and, and he was seven, She found that if she went anywhere, Andrew came, even when she started courting. Uh, Wherever and whenever she went, Andrew came along. Football matches every other week, the beach, the fair, everywhere he came. And when she got married in 1983, he came to stay at weekends. And she found him more of a son than a brother, part of her life. It really was one of those things where there was a complete bond between the two of them. Uh, The marriage failed. Jenny, a couple of years later, moved out, and the brother came to stay with her in her flat. She eventually moved back home, started a new relationship, but always Andrew was part of her life. He started courting himself. In December 1987, Jenny had a daughter, then got married in 1989. In 1990, she had another daughter, then a son in 1993, and the son was named Andrew. Now, the brother was just part of the unit. She couldn't imagine life without him. Uh, More of an uncle to the family, really. Uh, He was always there on the odd occasion that Jenny and her husband wanted a night out. He would go and babysit. And he wouldn't see anyone stuck or, or going through any difficulty. He was always there, particularly, though, for his sister through thick and thin. 
And he was that cliché, her best friend. And then on the 9th of September, 1990, the family's world turned upside down. Mum got up one morning and said she hadn't felt well and was staying at home. And father and brother went to work as usual, though the father had a feeling about it because she never ever took a day off. And at lunchtime he went home and found her purse on the television, her key through the front door, and thought maybe she'd gone to work, but worried about it. She never came home that day. When they all arrived at home in the evening, the police were rung, and a search was made for the mum. And you can imagine, one of the worst feelings and moments of their lives. And they rang family all over the country, and the sister in Germany, no one had heard from her. And then a few days later, five days later, the day actually of Jenny's wedding anniversary, the police arrived, said that they'd found a body in the local woods some four miles away, and the awful business of husband and father identifying the body as Jenny's mum. The only feeling she can remember is the sensation of being bashed into a brick wall at 100 miles an hour. Uh, it was almost worse for Andrew, for Jenny's brother, who was so close to the mum and was 19 years old. He was inconsolable. He just couldn't understand, couldn't comprehend why. Mother was courageous. She was one of the funniest people to be around. And she, she was impossible to believe that she was capable of committing suicide. Worse, there was no note. There was nothing. They'd had a pretty hard childhood, Andrew and Jenny. She'd had a hard marriage, but that was the way it was. And she'd never, ever shown any signs of that affecting her. The last conversation between mother and daughter, uh, the two of them exchanged a kiss. Daughter said, I love you. And mum replied, I love you too. And that's the end. Jenny never saw her mother again. Over subsequent years, inevitably, things weren't easy for anybody. But the thing that remained strong and kept Jenny going was the friendship between her and her brother. In 1998, she started a company, and you've guessed it, Andrew came and worked with her in it, and it started with two, and eventually they employed 43 people in the northeast and northwest. It wasn't easy, but as usual, it was Andrew who put his heart and soul in going beyond the call of duty to make it a success. He loved his job so much, and the two of them loved working with each other. Uh, he would always cheer his sister up. But over the last few years, he became more concerned about mum, and he started to mention her a lot, asking questions, the standard questions, why? A question that Jenny couldn't answer, and the other one, do you think she'll be waiting for us? Which Jenny used to reply to by saying, if there is anything, Andrew, I hope so, because I'm gonna have strong words with her. She's missed the opportunity of seeing eight children grow up with them. And he'd then say, well, and look worried and concerned and say, don't you ever do anything like that and leave me. And she'd say, what you say under those circumstances, I couldn't do that to you or to my family because I know what it's done to us. Well, times were tough, uh, not so much for Jenny. She was in a happy marriage and things were going really well for her. But Andrew and his partner split up and he got into numerous relationships, none of which really seemed to come to anything. Uh, but there was one lady, one lady he really adored and who he wanted to spend his life with. And they split up and then he desperately tried to get back with her. 
Uh, he would spend a lot of money, money that he could ill afford, uh, always taking her to beautiful hotels and showering her with gifts. And then the next day, she'd slap him in the face. And it appears that Andrew was getting the runaround on the side as well. And as much as Jenny could, she couldn't support him. Enough, perhaps. Uh, he explained a little bit of it, but not a great deal. And she didn't pick up just how unhappy he was when they were working together. They went out socially. Uh, none of it showed when they were out in the pub or just enjoying themselves. He was still his funny, jovial self. 15th of November of last year, in this pretty epic art tune, Andrew came to Jenny's office door and said, Look, I'm taking this afternoon off. Is that all right? She said, Yeah, fine and didn't think about it, almost didn't look up from the desk and said, see you tomorrow. And then he said, now, nah, see you later. And when he left, she thought that was strange. She couldn't get the thought out of her head and she was tempted to go to his local and see if he was there and see if he was okay. And then he thought, well, if I do that, he'll think that I'm checking on him. But there was something niggling in the head different tone that he used when he left. The day went by and she heard that he was in the pub and they'd had a great evening. He'd had a little to drink but not much and then at 10.30 she got a message from his girlfriend saying that Andrew had threatened to kill himself and she spoke to him immediately. He denied he'd done it. Well he said then he'd threatened it but he wouldn't do it and Jenny said why? And he said, I just can't cope with life. My head is being messed up. And she said to him, look, end this relationship, Andrew. It's no good for you. And he said, I don't want anyone, just this girl. And she said, what you say if you're a sister? I love you so much. If you need me, whether it's two, four, six in the morning, I will come over. You can come over to me. And she ended the call and said to him, look, just take care of yourself. The husband was talking to her and she said, should I go up and see him? And he said, oh, look, Andrew won't do anything like that. Nothing silly. And the following day, she still had an uneasy feeling but didn't know what to do. She didn't have a key to the flat. Andrew wasn't answering any calls and so she sent her husband round to check on him and he reappeared and said, I'm so sorry, your brother has hung himself. About five years ago, Jenny and Andrew were in a pub and a song came on and he said he loved the song. The words reminded him of his sister. And she listened and said, actually, works for me as well. They remind me of you. I'll never know, says Jenny, why someone would do this. Someone with so many friends, no enemies and a funny personality. Uh, and a five-year-old son who he adored, why he would ever do that. It's the hardest burden to bear, and it's a double burden after the death of her mother. 
Jenny's been told by all of Andrew's friends how much he loved and adored his sister. And she has to keep that thought in her mind and in her heart. Uh, they're always together, both in and out of work. And now she misses him more than she can ever say. And she struggles more than anyone will ever know. And presently, she doesn't feel as if she'll ever get over the loss of the brother she adored. <laughs> 